here. Oh. Kevin DeYoung's book, Crazy Busy. He says, the biggest deception of our digital age may be the lie that says we can be omni-competent, omni-informed, and omnipresent. We cannot be any of these things. We must choose our absence, our inability, and our ignorance, and choose wisely. Choose your absence. I guess that's good, because once you choose where to be absent, you don't have to do that thing anymore, right? Exactly. Which gives you more time and energy and focus to do the things most important to your writing. Welcome to Episode 6 of Season 2 of the Hope Writer Podcast. Whether you're a dreamer, beginner, longtime blogger, future author, or already published, if you want your writing to give others hope, we want to give you hope. Welcome home. This episode, what's on your don't do list? We'll share the things we've chosen on purpose to not do to help you with your own don't do list because you can't do everything. Writing is deep work. Your energy and time for writing is worth protecting. You might be surprised at some of the things we don't do. It's kind of personal, kind of crazy, maybe a little awkward sometimes. And wait till you hear Michaelin's whole list of things she doesn't do. You'll love it. The Hope Writer Podcast is brought to you by Hope Writers, an online membership community for writers of hope. We started Hope Writers because we know the writing life can be lonely and overwhelming. And you can begin to get relief right now. You can go inside Hope Writers for a week for $1. Just visit hopewriters.com slash trial to join Hope Writers for one week for a buck. That's hopewriters.com slash trial. Your hosts on the podcast and at Hope Writers are sisters and authors Emily P. Freeman and Michael and Smith. They've blogged for 10 years, written a bunch of books. Marketing and tech guru Brian Dixon, who also writes books. And I'm Gary Moreland, Michael and Emily's dad. My first book will be in bookstores next summer. In the previous episode of the Hope Writer podcast, how is a part-time or even full-time income from your writing possible? Well, you have more options than you realize. In the previous episode, we share what's worked for us, how we started, what we changed, and why. You'll see how you can start small and get going. You might even discover a dormant longing that ends up paying you. That's episode five of season two, How to Make Money Writing, the previous episode of the Hope Writer podcast. In this episode, most people have a to-do list. A don't list can be just as important. And since none of us is omnicompetent, omni-informed, or omnipresent, we have to choose our absence, our inability, and our ignorance wisely. So, what's on your don't-do list? So where have you chosen your absence, Brian? That's so good. So, I, I got the recordings to a conference, um, like a social media marketing conference, and it had... It had 30, this is how my brain works. So it had 32 recordings. And so I decided that I was going to watch each one of them in 30, 32 days in a row. So I would watch one of the recordings <laughs> and then I would implement what I learned that day and then I'd move on to the next day. So I got three days in, okay? And I got overwhelmed because I went, I can't do all of this stuff. And so I really, this like literally happened yesterday. And I, I took <laughs> oh, a look at it. This week. <laughs> and I took a look at it and I thought, okay, but what am I really trying to do and where am I trying to improve? And one of them is in the way that we do Facebook ad audiences, okay? Just nerding out for a second. And I decided instead of learning everything everybody's trying to do and trying to be an expert at all those things, I just want to really get better at the way I do Facebook ad targeting. And so I 
got off the train of the 32 uh, videos that I was going to watch one at a one at a time. And instead, I decided just to go through this one course from one of those people that I already had access to, and really implement that well. And so I think for me, it's um, instead of learning the newest and latest and greatest thing. It's deciding, like, what do I want my life and my work and my business to look like in three to six months from now? What's the one thing I want to get better at and only focus on that one thing until I've achieved, like, a level of implementation, a level of mastery before I move on to the next shiny object? So I think saying no to shiny objects and (laughs) saying yes to deeper learning is something that has kind of changed the way I look at stuff. I like that. That's good. We all have our own version of shiny objects, too. Mm. That's interesting. Well, hold on. I'm looking for something. And I Are you texting text each other right now? No, no I'm they looking are. They're for... Texting. They're talking about us. Yeah. I'm not looking. I'm on Twitter other. looking for... How do you find... <laughs> hold, please. The search? No, how do you find what you've liked? On... Oh, wait. Do I just hit likes? Is yes. that it? I need to learn things. Okay, okay. But not You have completely. to choose, <laughs> choose what have you your inability and your what ignorance. I learn. Oh, it was Amy Lynn Andrews had a post that she wrote called Seven Questions I Ask as a Minimalist Business Owner. And I thought it was a really great Mm -hmm. post because she took some of the decisions that you have to make as a business owner, as a writer, whatever you're doing, and she carried them out to their logical conclusion of if I do this, then I'm going to end up here. And she decided that that's not where she wanted to end up for some things. So for example, there was, you know, a couple, I don't even know the exact things that she decided, but she looked at things that maybe a lot of people were doing and it was working for them and it was great. But she decided that that was going to take away from something else that she wanted to do that she wouldn't be able to do if she were doing that thing. So I'm trying to think of what I could tell you that would be in my own life. For example, for the last several months, I've been working on creating an online course. But what that meant for me and knowing myself, knowing how I work, it meant that during that time, I wasn't gonna be able to travel and speak much, if at all. So that meant six months ago, eight months ago, 10, actually a year ago, when the speaking calendars, because that's usually if you're a speaker, you get booked 12 months in advance a lot of times. I had to know 12 months ago, I'm gonna wanna be doing that, so I need to create some time for my head, not just like, time in my schedule, but time in my head to where I'm not packing to travel, traveling, coming home, being with people a lot, delivering a talk. And that meant though, that I had to say no to the speaking. And I I think that in some ways, you know, I'm a writer, I write books, I have four books out, like one might think, well, that's what you do. You speak, you write, you speak. That's kind of how it goes. But I think we all these days, we can kind of decide, well, what is it that I do? And what, what do I want to do? And some people really, really want to do the speaking thing. And I actually enjoy speaking, but I know myself in my season of life that I can't do it as often as maybe I can later or I have in the past or as someone else who's doing the same type of work that I'm doing Mm -hmm. is doing. And Mm -hmm. so that's sometimes where it gets hard to choose your absence and say no to some things is because you look at how other people are doing it and you think, oh, maybe they're doing it the quote unquote right way. I have a problem in my in my brain, like a disorder <laughs> of always thinking that like, oh, I'm doing this wrong. Ooh, ooh. I think we all do. I think that's common. Do you think that yeah. We all that? think we're Good. the only one. I feel like I'm the only one who has that problem, but I guess we all sort of have our own version of that. Yeah. And it's been freeing though to find some things that feel like me and begin to listen to my own life right. and then practice not doing some things that don't feel like me and seeing how it feels. And then doing some things that do feel like me and seeing how that feels. And then noticing my quality of life 
is so much better. And I feel like I have better things to offer that way. I just installed a, so Chrome, Google Chrome, you know, the, the web browser right. has something called extensions, right? Where you can, you can click on extensions and you can add in these little widget kind of things that do special stuff. And one of them is called SiteBlock. And I just installed it a couple days ago. And what it does is you, you add in the websites that you don't want to go to and it redirects those websites to another website you tell it to. So our project management software we use is called Asana. And so I have found that this election that's happening right now is completely crazy. And usually in the middle of the day, I'm like, I wonder what's crazy happening on in the election. This is just, I'm fascinated by it. And then you get sidetracked for a while. I do. They you're suck only going to check in. for a second, but they then suck you're, you in. Yeah. And so I decided enough is enough. I can't do it anymore. So I thought of like, what are the maybe six websites that I would ever even try to go to that have news stuff on them? <laughs> and I added them to SiteBlock. And then I redirected it. So if you try to go to like CNN.com, it'll redirect to Asana.com. And I found which is myself, where your work is. Which is where my work Such is. Such a bully. And I found myself yesterday trying Just to... don't go to the sites, Brian. I don't have the discipline for it. You're not very spiritual. <laughs> so it, it really so is... hilarious. It's you have all that time to type that in. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, though. Yeah, it go works. ahead. It works. Yeah. It works. So I, what I'm trying Do to say is... Do you even click on the CNN anymore, Because though, you knowing, know that it's going to take knowing you. Knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> His just, face. Yes. Just signing up keeps you from clicking, doesn't it? <laughs> it does or doesn't? Like just in case it might work or you forget. I, I have to I have to put barriers around it, like my, my life, to make sure that I'm doing yeah. things. I think You know yourself. You have to know yourself. What yep. I try to do is I try to make decisions in the light of day with the most information that I have and then live out those decisions, okay. right? Mm -hmm. John Maxwell has a book called Today Matters where he says, make the decision once and then spend every day after that living out that decision. Mm. And most people wake up every morning and go, I wonder, maybe I'll be a writer today. But what I would recommend instead is decide to become a writer and then just be a writer, you know, and just do writerly things. So in the same way... If I want to get stuff done, I can't be continually looking at what crazy stuff is happening with the election. And so for me, I tried to do it based on willpower alone, Michael Lynn, and then <laughs> I realized that I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't. It's too addicting. What it's is too that? shiny. He said something crazy, <laughs> and I want to know what it is. And, and then there's another link, another link in there that's yes. just as interesting. And I deleted oh, my, so okay, good. there's a preacher, Craig Rochelle, and he and I have a very similar personality, and so he said that what he's done on, as on his phone he actually has parental mode set up or like child mode and so he cannot install apps so because he wants to see what's going on in the world and check out the new crazy game that everybody's playing and so he realized that for him he can't have administrator access to his phone and i know that sounds crazy but it really works for him because he knows why well, won't go try to install a game or try to check the news because I can't even get to that website. So why even bother? And my point of bringing up all that stuff is I think we really know ourselves. We know where we sabotage ourselves. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I mentioned a time tracking app and I've gotten all these tweets and emails of people wondering what the time tracking yeah. app is. Mm -hmm. I think we struggle with how to account for our time. And I think what we need to decide to do is account for our time in a different way that helps us towards our goals. So one thing that I don't do is go to places that are fun, but are sort of like eating candy for breakfast. You know, it's like a little sugar rush, but then it's there's no nutrition. And instead, I have to move things around in my life. So it's really focused on the things that are going to help it grow. Are you going to share what the time tracker app is? Yeah, people kept asking. Well, there's a bunch of them. I mean, the, the real answer is go to the app store and type in Time Tracker because there's a lot of them. But the one that I use, because I just looked it up, 
um, is called Hours. Hours? Seems like you could have remembered that. H- <laughs> he H- just looked it up. H-O-U-R-S? What's that word? What is it has that? to do with time and it's tracking longer it. longer than a minute, but not as long as a day. <laughs> <laughs> Starts with a... <gasps> <laughs> this is silent, I think. <laughs> it sounds like ow. It's like it's like not yours, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that works for you. It does. Oh, it does. Rich. So, sister girl, whenever I have a decision to make about something, and I'm not sure what to do, but I kind of am sure what to do in the back of my mind, I'll call my sister who would then confirm to me what I already knew in my mind that I should say yes or no to, usually no, because... You call me when you need to say no. I call you when, Not when I need you to know say you need to say, no. say yes. If I need to say yes, if I know to say yes, I'll just say yes. Right. Guess what? So it's like something's either a yes or it's a I don't know, which means it probably should be a no. But I think we know, but sometimes we need people in our lives to help us say no. And you have been that person for me. So I've called her my no whisperer. Yes, your no mentor. Yeah. Or no whisperer. Uh-huh. We all need one. Do you have one? Mm, no, but I try to watch people. I, you, you can kind of watch and figure out right. what people are saying no to just by what they're not doing. But that's a lot harder. Well, I want to know from you, though. What are yeah. things? What are you, what's your well, list? I got a bunch of things listed out. I mean, I don't know if anyone wants to necessarily I do. hear sure. me read it. Sure, go ahead. Okay, I don't have a publishing calendar. I haven't updated my About Me since we moved from our last house. A couple years. I've never been on LinkedIn. I say no to speaking now because it's a waste of my ever-loving time. Because you don't like it. You just don't like it. To me, speaking begets speaking, and I don't want to be a speaker. But if you want to be a speaker, I definitely think you should speak. I hardly ever respond to email. I haven't redesigned my blog in five or six years. I don't have Photoshop or Lightroom. I don't know how to use my camera. I don't do Pinterest except for myself. Your photos were in your book. (laughs) Yes, I took them all on that flash with the Ghostbuster sign on a sunny day. You don't have to know how to. wait for the weather. And I would even email them, it's cloudy today. You're not going to get that photo until the weather changes. (laughs) And it worked out. You're like a farmer. It works. (laughs) Um, I'm only proactive on one social media, Instagram. Everything else is just like reactive. So like if someone maybe asks something. I'll go to Twitter once a week or something. But you're on there. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't use the same photo on all of my accounts like you're supposed to do. Branding. My blog photos are all way too big and slow, but I don't know how. And uh, there's so much. I don't want to figure that out. (laughs) I never check dead links. I don't promote old posts. I don't have a logo. I don't do a newsletter. I never emailed directly until this year. And I've been online for nine years. What do you mean, email directly? Like, oh, oh, I, I just let it auto magically send with the elves. I didn't know that I had control over that. Oh, when you write and it sends it out to the people. Yeah, I blogged for eight years without using my email list. I don't volunteer at school. I don't color my hair. I have gray hairs and I don't color it. That takes time and money and I like gray hair. Does this count? <laughs> 100%. You have gray hair? I don't see any gray Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't get manicures. That's a whole other thing. I don't like people touching me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't always clean my own house. It's not always clean. Or sometimes I hire a maid or sometimes it's just taking a whole new direction. Wow. Um, it all counts, though. I don't yes. do the decorating for my own parties. I hire Megan to do it because I want to be the hostess. Yeah. It's more important to me to be the hostess and of that, a party, an event, that takes energy. than the decorator. Mm-hmm. So I'll smile. bring in someone who I think is better than me to decorate so that I can be the hostess. Because sometimes you have to pick one role that you're going to play. I don't do admin for myself. 
I bring in great team members like Brian, who has a whole team of smart people. He's like a whole herd of people. Caroline does stuff for me because she's better at a lot of stuff. She's better at details. What do you do? (laughs) That's another. That's a different episode. (laughs) And then Megan, when I have in-town things, Megan has to help me. So I have to have so many smart people. I don't do a membership site alone. I think membership sites are awesome. Mm -hmm. I can never do it alone. I can only do it with the three smartest people I know. Well, and Uh, one genius. I don't propose a book when I have the title and all the notes until I'm ready. Um, even though I had it all 18 months ago, I don't do the class mm. I planned for over a Say year. Say that one again. I have a book idea and I've had it for 18 months with the title. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't the right time. Okay. It just wasn't the right time. Brian and I have had a great, amazing course idea with the best name and the best name for all the classes that are going to go around. I'm so excited the about it. The name is important. Yes, and the theme is excellent. So I'm, you have that idea? We have it. We had it last year. And you're still I, waiting on it. It's seasonal. So every time oh, the season passes, yes. there's a you part of me that dies. Yes, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to happen. But there's another. I can only do one deep work project at a time. That's right. I have Preach it. That this time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, say and that one again. Say that one again slowly. So, okay. So I have a really great class idea. The deep work part. Say that. I can only do one. And it's deep. And it's, mm-hmm. But to get that class out, it takes deep work. Yeah. But I can only work on one deep work idea at a time. Mm-hmm. And so I have something that's, that I want to do more than that. Well, and I mm-hmm. would venture to add to that, I think most people can only work on one deep work thing at mm-hmm. a time, but they don't know it. I think you're fooling yourself. And they're spreading yeah. themselves too thin. Now, some people's work isn't deep work. So it's you can have lots of things going. Right. You can multitask. It's fine. But if you are doing something that requires thinking, headspace, white space, or if you're doing something hard, it requires thinking headspace, deep, white, white space. Mm-hmm. I guess I should say it that way. But I don't think we give ourselves that kind of a space. And then we shame ourselves into thinking, I can't finish this and I don't know why. It's because this is a deep work project, right. but you're not giving it deep work time. Mm-hmm. When we feel bad about ourselves and we try too much and feel bad, that takes away so much energy from things that you're going to need to do things. It takes being positive to, to accomplish stuff. It takes confidence to accomplish stuff. Yeah. If you always feel bad because of things you're not doing, it, it takes right. sucks energy from so the places you need it. So you have to remember it. what you are doing. It's like when you're paying off debt. You just mm, get in the sleep. You got to add up what you paid off, yeah. and then you feel good about it again. Because you're, when you're in the depths of it, it just feels slow and yuck. Michael, that's one thing I really appreciate about you. Is let, let's say for example, an online course takes sixty hours total to like False. create. That is the biggest lie. A hundred hours. Like there's a time though, right? The time. What's the time? <laughs> there's a time. But it's I'm a lot trying more to give that. you a compliment. Um, <laughs> she said it's a lot more like, than that. One hundred twenty. Two and a half months. <laughs> Forty hours a week. That's yeah. two and a half months. Oh, that's a lot of time. Right. Okay. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. So let's, let's just say it takes, okay. You can start smaller Just than say that. 500 okay. hours. Oh, oh, for the regular person or for me? <laughs> for me, yeah. it takes a long time. I work me slow. I do but for the regular yeah. person who's not crazy. We're, we're all different. Yes, 40 hours. Everybody's different. <laughs> How long did your course take to make? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. It's worth like it. it once and you sell it forever. Because yeah, I like right. to sell real quality stuff and, and I want to be really helpful. You're wired that way. And also remember, though, it wasn't just me working on content for a course. It was me learning how to use yeah. screen flow. Oh, yes. That's what I mean. And how to here. set up the microphone. Learning, I mean, learning curve. It wasn't just like, oh, this and content. And writing the emails that go with it. Yeah. It's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. Hiring people to help. Mm-hmm. Hiring people to help. And yeah, all the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> 
so it takes 40 hours. Well, let, I mean, let's just, like, just for sake of like round numbers, okay? If you're working on a project and it's going to take 40 hours, there's two ways to approach it. You can approach it that you're going to really focus or you can approach it that you're going to make it part of 11 other things that you do. And I have done both personally and also worked with a lot of people that have done one extreme or the other where it's like, this is the only thing I'm going to do and I'm going to do it really, really well and really, really focused or this is one of 11 other things I'm going to do. And I have to tell you, it's so much better to just do the one thing. It's so much better because I want to do all these things. And this is what the compliment is. I've learned this from you. Um, I would rather focus on one thing that I'm doing and doing it really well. And I think you actually do it faster and better because you're focused on doing it than on trying to do all the things. And so if it's what do we not do, I think you can take a lot of the stuff that we think we have to do and put it off to the side and only focus on the one thing that you're going to look back in like three months from now and go, I'm so glad I did that. And I think you guys both feel that way, right? You're like, you have a course that you can sell that, you know, like technically somebody, when it's open, they could buy it while you're sleeping. That's pretty awesome. But you had to dedicate that time to doing that. And I have to tell you, like there is stress anyway, but the stress of trying to do it while you're doing all this other stuff, I think the course is not as good and you also just stress yourself out needlessly so you feel like a crazy person yeah 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 and you make everybody else feel like you crazy might look people look like one too yes so really <laughs> focusing true. on one thing at a time and doing that really well yeah and permission to do that because again in 2016 if you scroll on Instagram or Facebook for 7 seconds you see eight things people are doing and in your mind you mash all those eight things into one person and you think oh, everyone's doing everything. But really, it's eight people are doing one thing. Or maybe they are doing more than one thing. But the point is, I think we exaggerate it in our minds. And then we then put that pressure on ourselves, and it gets a little crazy. But two and a half months before, we didn't notice when that person that launched was was with their gross hair and their coffee, sitting at their table, not posting anything on Instagram. And I think there's a balance to find between... Because like if I haven't posted for a while on my blog, for example... I'm not going to post just because I haven't posted in a while. So that's one thing I don't do. I don't post just because I haven't posted. And I never, you never start a blog a post with an apology. <laughs> I haven't written for a while. Sorry, I haven't. Like, no one cares. That's always the last post. Too, I will go ahead and tell you. <laughs> I always see that. It's always the last it's post. Always the last post. <laughs> How many times have so I seen true. that? Sorry, it's been six months, but I haven't posted. And, and then, then you now never have another post again. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's true. fine. It's really so fine. So don't write that post. Yeah. Because it could just, be your last. Yeah, it probably is your last. Yep. That's so true. But I do think I can't ignore, for example, since we've been talking about making a course, I've not been holed up for six months working on a course and doing nothing else. But you do have to give yourself the ability to do that deep work in that place and then find other ways to keep up the writing in other ways. But it might not be to the degree that you can when you're not working on something deep work like a course or a book or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I think you can't, I don't disappear completely, but I do, I'm reasonable and realistic about I'm not going to just post because I have to throw something up there. Like everyone would rather see nothing, including me. (laughs) Well, and if you did have something that only took a week, then yeah, you Mm -hmm. could take a week off. But a lot of these projects are going to take longer than a week. So you do have to figure out how to balance that in the scope of your other stuff that you have to do. Yeah. I've I've got one that I've started doing or stopped doing, which is making decisions by myself. Nice. Yes. I, I just did the math on this yesterday, yesterday, and I realized that there's seven people that I run any decision through at this point. So 
I, I do a, a different podcast, and so I have my podcast co-host, so Alyssa. So Alyssa and I talk about all the stuff I'm doing in my business. She works with us as well. And so any big project, I always talk to Alyssa about it. Loop Julian, my wife, um, Julie, so we, we talk about it. Then I talk to my team about it. Then I have a mastermind of four guys who are in my industry, and we talk about it. I just started you know, with this, like, I guess I call him a life coach, like a, a coaching guy, and I talk to him about it. And then I have a mentor I talk to about it, about it too. And if it's a client project, I talk to the client about it too. So by the time that we've- That is awesome. By the time we've decided to do something, it's not like, hey, everyone, I have this crazy idea. It's like I've gotten feedback from all these people I really respect mm. that know me know my work ethic, know my time, know my commitments, know my priority as a husband, father, Jesus follower, et cetera, and they can speak life into that project. And so usually what happens, this happened Tuesday, so a couple days ago, is we were gonna launch something early in October, and going through the whole process, we decided it's gonna be a December project. And I think if it were me, I would have said yes to it being two months early and stressed myself and everybody else out. Instead, I have learned to not make a decision on my own and listen to other people. And you know what, guys? That's something you can do in the Hope Writers community. You know, post in there and say, this is the thing I'm thinking of doing because it's really supportive and I've seen people say, hang on, take some time. Yeah. Do this step by step. And sometimes that's what you want to hear. Yeah. You want to hear, is it okay if I wait? And it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I, I felt like it was weakness. Mm. Um, if you waited. Or giving up by, yeah. by mm-hmm. waiting. And instead, it's more of trust in, in the people and relationships. Right. It's like the opposite almost. It, it's, the, it's, it's empowering. Really mm-hmm. And you have people who support it because they were part of it. And when you wait, I feel like... You are giving the idea room to grow mm-hmm. and take root, and yeah. then you can serve from a place of love rather than hustle from a place of fear, mm-hmm. which is what getting it out early mm-hmm. might cause you right. to have to do. Hmm. I had a marketing call coming up with a book publisher, and we were talking about plan. Uh, uh, well, they didn't tell me to have ideas, that, but I had ideas, and so I told them I was going to share my ideas with them. But then I had so many ideas that I knew I couldn't possibly do all of them. But I didn't know which ones might be good for me or not, you know. So I ta- I sent Emily and Michael, and here's my list of stuff. And if I had not sent that to them, and I had run that list past the publisher, they told me, they're both, Michael and Emily both experienced, you know, they told me, Dad, if you tell them that, they're just going to say, yes, all that stuff's great, do it all, fantastic, because it was all on me to do right wasn't anything that anyone else had to do so hey if the guy wants to do it let him do it but i knew i couldn't do all of it but i don't know which ones and so i asked someone who knows me and that's the no whisperer i like ask emily too and emily goes talk to michael and she's already told me what you should do and what you shouldn't do and so i have a conversation with her and she says dad when i think of you i think of here's what you can do you know how to talk and you know how to speak people are familiar with your voice you should do something that has to do with that if it's podcasting or interviews you already know how to do Facebook, so you can do the Facebook thing. Don't worry about Instagram. I'll do Instagram for book marketing or anything like that. So just don't even worry about ramping that up. Several other areas like that. that I, and so that helped so much because now it was, I have these three or four areas. Let's major on the, you should do a course. She said, you should do a course about it. And you know how you'll be able to do that because you know how to teach and you, you think that way. Okay, so she took the ways that she thought, because she knows me, that I would be decent at. And let's not introduce, even though they could be good, let's not introduce ideas that are going to detract from something that you might do well, that you're going to have to have a learning curve on. And that was the 
missing piece to me about knowing what to do when I make a plan, you know, for the marketing thing and for the, for the book launch, which is months, which is months and months away. Um, and because some of us are really good at this and I can, I hear it. Uh, I don't, when I'm, and I'm, I mean us here, but I also mean like in the Hope Writers community, we're really good at ideas and really good at plans. And Brenda told me one time, I asked Brenda, I said, so what, my wife, what am I good at? I was so disappointed. I wanted to say, I was like this incredible with insights or something, or that I was incredible speaker or preacher or something like that, a writer. No, she didn't say that. She said, you're really great at planning. Oh, I'm good at planning? <laughs> okay, now the problem, which is awesome, right? It is great, but it's not what I wanted That's to be great at. not what you wanted to be good at, though. Okay, because it's so natural to me. And a person who plans, and if you're one of these people and you're listening, you've got so many plans, you can't do any of them. And then here's the, here's the bad part about it. Subconsciously, if it pops into your mind and you think it's a good idea, a little piece of you without ever having made a decision adopts the attitude that you really should do that and you've got a hundred of them and you feel like you really should do them you've never decided to do them you've never decided to not do them and they when you get older like me those things weigh an awful awful lot and you end up really disappointed in yourself and you need that energy to do the things that you're good at so that you're not disappointed in yourself so, like, I don't worry about the fact that I haven't done a blog post in uh, June, July, a year and four months. Okay, I'm a writer that has a book who has not posted a blog post in a year and four months. I love that. Yeah. And even though I've tinkered with the blog, and even though I know this, have the stuff that I did blogging for several years on family and stuff was invaluable to me. The thinking that I had to go through to write all those posts was invaluable when it came time to write the book. So I had, in a sense, I had written a book that was in random pieces during the uh, three or four year period of doing a blog on that subject. I had written, almost written the book. <laughs> Not really, but I st- anyway, my point is, even though I know the value of it, I still haven't done it in a year and four months. But I don't, now I don't feel bad about it. Now it's like, I don't feel bad about it. I have done other stuff. And I know I can still do it. And I don't watch TV. I'll watch Say Yes to the Dress with Brenda. Or those, yeah, tell me about it. That love, buddy. Uh, or um, The Texas game. You'll watch when Texas is playing. You know what, though? Here's the thing. I don't. I hardly do. In the last two years, I think I've watched one football game. Wow. But I'm a fan of them. I could talk deep about a sports team that I don't live in that town and I don't watch their games. I just How read, do you know? I read the blog stuff. I'm, a, I'm on, a, on a forum where they talk about them. So I know the results. What? I'll check this or that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't have time for that. Okay. So I don't have time for that. <laughs> but really it's far better. Yeah, that's far better for me to do it piece, 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 piece than to sit down and watch a three-hour football game on a Saturday. Oh, well, I, they're my favorite team. And I'll sit down and watch my I don't got time for this. <laughs> it's the first quarter. I'll check it later. <laughs> Who's got time for this? Hashtag old man. Wow. Yeah, that's that's right. fascinating. That's right. So, uh, and forum. We don't watch movies, but I do have a hobby. And my hobby is thinking of book launch plans. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You like 35 it. 35 pages. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yes. <laughs> 
you can't do it all. So now I've got it down like, okay, good. I've got a few bullet points. Okay, here's here's uh, January. Here's February. Here's March. Here's I wish April. everyone could see That's Brian's face. <laughs> so, but it's like, who wants to watch a football game when you can think of this cool stuff, you know? But I know I'll have the problem with doing it. The natural part is the is the planning, and that's very valuable. So I need help with knowing what not to do, so that I then can put the energy into the part where I'm weak at, which is the doing part. Because I'm I'm not prolific, but I'm really awesome in the parts that I do do. <laughs> right. Do do. <laughs> what you said about. If you have 100 ideas, you have a little emotional burden, even if it's just a 1% emotional burden of, Mm -hmm. I should do that. If you have 100 ideas, and if you're an idea person, then you have 100% of like ideas that you're not doing. And then you feel like you're failing before and you haven't even done anything. Yeah. I remember we used to go, we go to Hilton Head every summer for vacation and a few years we didn't go. But when the kids were little, we went a lot. And that was before I was even really writing books I think I was writing on the blog but I wasn't writing books yet and the kids were little and I had a little more headspace for some reason than I do now oh no um, can you imagine you get less <laughs> you get less <laughs> you get, get less. more no. go to school they yeah. learn Chinese I can think again yeah well I had more then sorry oh, no. it's but it's because I wasn't working like I am now yeah. I, I didn't have my mind occupied with all the things I have it occupied with work which I love but every time we would pull in to Sea Pines and we'd pull in I've and get there. the thing, have you? And you yeah. pull down Plantation Drive and the the Spanish moss hangs yeah. over and you mm-hmm. drive through. And every single year, there would be fictional characters that would begin to present oh. themselves to me mm. and speak to me. And there would be little scenes of stories that I would have in my mind. And all week at Hilton Head, I would sometimes even like just write down little few lines or scenes that I would have of this story that would come to my mind. Nothing was ever complete. It wasn't it wasn't enough to be like, I'm writing a fiction book. It wasn't mm-hmm. like that. It was just these You didn't make stories. the trailer. Yeah, I didn't make the trailer. It wasn't, you know, I didn't send any book proposal to an editor with did, stickers on it. Didn't title it. <laughs> yeah, well, there was nothing like, it wasn't a book. It was just, it was like friends, like <laughs> old friends. But here's my point. <laughs> A couple years ago, they stopped speaking to me. and The characters. I, the characters did. I'm sounding weird. No, not at all. But a few years ago, Let's I realized I'm coming to Hilton Head, and I'm not really hearing those stories anymore. Hmm. And it was a little bit sad, mm-hmm. honestly, for me. But I realized that for now, I've said no to that. And even though that seems like those are ideas that were presenting themselves and you're a writer and you should follow that and chase that. But I've chosen to follow and chase something else right now. And that's okay. And maybe those will never come back. And I might have to grieve that a little bit, but I have made a different choice. And so I want to own that choice. And I think it's the best choice for me right now. So sometimes there might even be like really good things and creative things that if you're someone who's an idea person, that can be really hard to know which ideas to choose and which not, mm. which ones not to choose. Because mm-hmm. there was a little part of me for a couple seasons of going back to Hilton Head that I was really sad that I was like not experiencing that same Mm -hmm. thing anymore but like you dad I feel like I've come to where I've realized that's something that has not happened to me but it's a choice that I have made one thing good about that is that that didn't become shame to you though it didn't there's a difference between disappointment and then judging yourself or condemning yourself or experiencing shame because oh I'm not doing something I should do right or did it uh, no, I think it could have. Yeah. I think it could have gone there easily because I'm prone to that. But 
I've talked before about how we've got enough things that we're juggling. I don't need shame to be mm-hmm. one of them because yep. it takes up a lot of space in our soul and in our head and it infect, and affects our work and makes me not be able to be fully present in the work that I have chosen. Because you've committed to the person that you serve. Yeah. And so I've I've come to a place of making peace with if those stories don't come back or it never comes back, I'm okay. I'll be okay. But I also trust the creative process and that it's more like a river than a pond. And I think that it's yeah. it starts and it flows and it keeps on going and maybe that one's gone, but I think another one will come and one day I'll maybe be open to it. And I think I'll know when that time is right. And it might not be like, now I have all this time. I don't I think that's a myth that we'll ever like one day have all this time. You're not shooting for it. Right. But I'll know that the timing is right or not. And right now the timing for that is not right, but the timing for these other things that I'm working on, it is right. And so that's what I'm choosing to focus on. So what are you choosing to focus on and not focus on right now? What's on your don't-do list? There's a great group of friends waiting to help you think that through at Hope Writers, a whole community of writers on the same journey you are. Writers who get it, who've been there and can help you, and some who are there now and need your help. Go inside Hope Writers right now for $1 for a week at hopewriters.com slash trial. If you love to write, there's something for you inside Hope Writers. Be a better writer, help with marketing and your platform, find your voice and your niche, write better blog posts, all kinds of help with your book writing and dreams too. And the Hope Writer Facebook group, it's a super community where you ask questions, make friends, and get encouragement to grow your confidence and ditch the anxiety that comes with your writing dreams. Go inside Hope Writers now for a week for $1. Just go to hopewriters.com slash trial. We'd love to connect with you inside. In the next episode of the Hope Writer Podcast, live from the Hope Writers Workshop, recorded live before over 200 Hope Writers, how to turn pro before people see you, before people call you a pro, before you get paid. You have to be a pro on the inside first. That's the next episode of the Hope Writer Podcast. And some final words of hope from Hope Writer Robert Louis Stevenson. Perpetual devotion is only to be sustained by perpetual neglect of many other things. Thanks for listening.